We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's Vlad Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. Happy Friday to you guys. As I uh, hope you're all getting ready for the weekend. Me, I'm off today from work, which is great because, well, I get to spend most of my day at the courthouse trying to get my, uh, my tags done for work. Good times. So hopefully I'm not there all day. And I can get out and adventure out into the world for a little bit, which means I'll probably grab something to eat and come home and lay down and, I don't know, look at Twitter probably, look at porn, who knows. So starting off, Penn State has opted, well, not really opted, they're pretty much saying they're not going to explore renewing the Pitt series until 2030, which means we got about a good, well, we got these next two games and another 10 years. So by that time, I'll be, let's see, I'm 38 right now, so I'll be 50 by the time this gets explored. Hopefully age 50, I'm going to have better shit to do than, uh, you know, well, I, have, I have better shit to do now than worry about a rivalry game, so I hope, hopefully by then I'm not really caring about the sports world as, you know, maybe not, my kids will be growing up by that time, well, most of them will be, I think I'll have, I'll I'll have one still in high school, you know, by then, so, you know, the sooner I get them out of high school, the sooner I can, you know, start doing, uh, I don't know, go back to living before kids, I guess. Oh, well, I got that work thing I gotta do as well, and probably don't need help with college, and yeah, never mind. But for Pitt, you know, without Penn State, they're doing just fine. I mean, before the, I mean, before this four-game series, and you know, enjoy the next two games. I like to see Picky at least one more win out of this, so we don't hear one here. Penn State fans ragging about how they went three and one against us. <clears throat> two and two, you know, there's nothing much, no much bragging there at all. It's just hey, we were for five hundred. It just, it just becomes a pissing match of whose whose wins were better, you know. I mean, if Pitt would have had a defense, you know, two years ago, they would have blown Penn State out of the water, but. Well, that and plus the passing game really didn't pick up at that time, and eventually it did. And of course, Penn State would say, "Well, we won, you know, thirty-three fourteen. You know, our, our our score is better. You know, so you know, we technically we won the series. So we'll have, you know, 
Now, of course, we not if we shut them out or do something this 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 game here, and then they beat us by three. Well, you know, we had uh, we had eight linebackers out that day, and you know we were replacing you know blah blah blah, and, you know, and uh, some of our coaches were sick that morning. And, you know, James Franklin had the runs. I mean, that's pretty much how that's going to go with them. It's all with them. It's always some excuse, always somebody to blame. You know, or it's the officiating as well. You, your your the refs in that game had ties to uh, Western Pennsylvania. You know, some guy, one guy's a Pitt fan. You know, we we searched, we 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 looked him up on the Allegheny County Assessment website, and we saw his house. And he had a Pitt flag, and we don't like that. And you know, we're gonna talk, we're gonna write the NCAA about this. They do stuff like that. I remember when it got. I remember when they got screwed over. When they thought they got screwed over in the Capital One Bowl. And this was like back in two thousand one or whatever, two thousand two. They lost to Auburn. They were trying. To, they were trying to boycott Disney because they were. They were so pissed off over it. The officiating in that game. I mean, they they just do stuff like that. So yeah, you piss them off, they'll come and they'll come and search. For, you know, they'll try to dig up your personal information. We saw that with the guy with the uh, the, the uh, what was it the Joe no, Joe New T-shirts. They uh, dug up his uh, website and found his information, and you know, no, you know, I could I could fault that person for that. He you know he I don't know if he was really, but at the same time I don't think he expected somebody to dig up his personal information when he did that stuff that type of retaliation, but. Me personally, if I'm going to do something like that, I'm going to cover my ass any way possible. I'm going to, you know, take my name off of stuff. But until then, Pitt has the Pitt has the backyard brawl, and that's really what Pitt should be more focused on from now on. Just play West Virginia and be done with it. They, they hate us. They want to play us. Let's play them. You know, they're. I mean, they're they're more fun to hate than Penn State, really. To be honest with you, you know, at least they bring the beer. And, you know, corncob pipes and all that other happy shit that we like to, you know, make fun of them for. So, all right, enough of that. Uh, pit, pit hoops, you know, Capel's obviously been doing this thing. Uh, reach, you know, reaching out to, obviously, you know, the past players. You know, they have that, they have that little alumni uh, thing they do, tournament, where they, you know, play for money. He's reached out to the, that, that group. You know, he's bringing some uh, some transfers in to, to, uh, to visit Pitt this weekend. Obviously, the big thing is big need is big. they need some uh, size up front. Unless we're just use all, all guards, you know, coming up. Malik Ellison's gonna um, come back, and that's great. We got more depth at guard. And you know, I, I read somewhere on Twitter that, um, and you know, I mean, regardless, it's, it's Twitter still. It supposedly hit interest in, in the Villanova. If that's the case, you know, I can understand him wanting to listen to other schools. They just won a national title. So he can, he can sit out here and probably play for a national championship. Because, I mean, you know, Villanova is like a Fortune 500 company. It just runs itself. As, as quoted by some a certain um, per- person who loves March. Uh, you know, like I said, Marcus Carr, he's going to Minnesota, which is kind of odd, but whatever. You know. That's his college career. Let him have it. He'd probably be better off staying at Pitt. But, oh well. Enjoy Minnesota.
enough of that. You know, as I look back at like the, uh, you know, as I look back at all these transfers, as I look back at last year when we had the Cam, the Cam Johnson mess and revisiting that, I think obviously a lot had happened there because you had one thing these guys are leaving at the sun a year. And the coaches really can't complain about it because this is an NCAA issue, not a you know, not a school issue. Whereas you know, Pivot's Lane Kim Johnson transfer, but to anywhere where he wouldn't have to sit out a year, but ACC schools he had to sit out a year. And like in the Big East, they had that. Remember, they had that transfer rule if you transferred to another Big East school, you had, to, you had to sit out two years. I mean, those things happen. But of course, social media. Decided they wanted they wanted to drag Pitt, and which is what happened. And you know, Stalling said he was just following a role, but he could have just looked at it himself. I mean, if you look at Stalling's uh, history and then his mannerisms after that, it seems that he was the petty one, and obviously our AD was the one covering for him because even she stuck up for him. I thought maybe you know it was a university thing, and they were just doing her, th- you know. They were enforcing it, but part of me now how it looks, how things have unfolded. It makes me. It obviously points to Stallings being petty about the whole thing, and and yeah, he had a right to be because he was very generous about you know what he was doing. But he probably should just learn to let it go. And after a while, and uh, I think probably Heather had to intervene and just say, hey, you know what? We don't want to go end up in a courtroom over this. Just let him, let him, let him go. So that's what they did. Because I mean, we had we had the North Carolina game, and they were kept they kept asking Stallings about Cam Johnson, and of course he just alluded to the whole questions. And, you know, obviously he could have handled that better. I mean, he didn't have to talk about it. He could, he could just say, you know what, I'm not. <laughs> I'm talking about my players, and I guess he was trying to do that. And, it just came off really bad. He was talking about, you know, Cam Davis. But it happens. As we stick down pit basketball, I figure since we did pit football in the draft, I figure we'll do pit basketball in the draft as well. From 2000 present. And there's really not much, obviously, to look at for pit hoops in this whole group. I mean, the crown jewel of the whole draft class for Pitt is Steven Adams and he was only in Pitt for a year but I mean the guy's just gotten better every year and he got himself a big contract and he's just been a badass in the front in the front court he's just gotten better and better man can you just imagine if he'd have stayed in Pitt and developed like he did god he'd been awesome but Things have weird ways of working out. So, um, the rest of the class, obviously, not much. I mean, we have, you know, you have Sam Young. Well, first off, let's start off with Aaron Gray. He got drafted and he, you know, he spent some time with the Bulls. He was all over the place, and I think he finished up with the Raptors. And he had to retire because of some uh, condition he had. 
but he played a piece stuck around for about seven years and he carved himself off a nice living so you can't you know no complaints for that I mean the guy the guy worked hard he was a hard worker and he was gonna in order to stay late he was gonna keep working hard and he kept doing it I'll give him that he wasn't very mobile but he was he was just, he was just a big body and really in thumbs NBA that's all you need to be is a big body and you had him but then, of course, we had our little class of Sam Young and DeJuan Blair. And, you know, I had a lot of high hopes for this group. For this group and, well, I think we all did. You know, Sam Young played about four seasons. Last I saw him, he was guarding LeBron in the playoffs. And after that, that was that. He was done. He, he's now overseas playing somewhere. He never really... He got drafted by Memphis, but just never... His career never picked up. DeJuan Blair had flashes, but... He uh, spent a lot more time at Pop's doghouse, Greg Popovich, that is, than anything else. I mean, it was a great, he was a great fit for that group. He was, you know, he was going to get really good at coaching. I think one year he showed up out of shape, and that was, you know, pretty much when it happens with Popovich, you know, that's, you know, you're screwed. I mean, he was named starter at one time. Before the season began, he was named the starter. So he had that going for him, but didn't work out. He was back on the bench, and then eventually, I, th- I believe, you know, he parted ways and ended up with Dallas. And he did pretty well with Dallas. And I thought, you know, that he would he he seemed to flourish there in that system. And he, uh, you know, they played the Spurs in the opening round of the playoffs, and he had a hell of a series. But um, they opted to. Um, trade him to Washington where, where, he, where he was just a bad fit there. Then Washington later that season dealt him to Phoenix and he got released and now he's overseas as well. So, yeah. Not good luck for either one of them. Then, of course, there's Lamar Patterson and to be honest with you, I was really surprised that he even got drafted in the first place. I mean, when he, when he was announced he was drafted, I was like, holy shit. Wasn't a bad player, Pat, but I just didn't think he was NBA type material. But you know, he never really—I mean, he never really made it onto the Hawks roster. I mean, he—they signed him this pat They signed him recently, but they released him again. And, you know, and he's just been bouncing around. Now he's over—you know—now he's I think either in D League or he's overseas again. But I mean, he was drafted. He played in the D League and he started out pretty hot, and then he—he said he fell off. And then he ended up, uh, and then I, I've cut, and then they sent him overseas to play to develop his game more. And I figure once that happened, we pretty much were going to see much of him in the NBA after that. So you have, you know, I already talked about Stephen Adams, of course. And one guy I did leave out, and he was before Aaron Gray, was Chris Taft. And uh, Taft played one season, and he got you know, he got his money. It's just um, the problem with Chris Taft is he did really well his freshman year at Pitt. I mean, he was doing great. Second year, it seemed like he lost focus, like he was bored out there. 
and if you look at and turns out we all found out that he had um, you know a back condition and pretty much he had to go pro after that because a lot of us wanted him to stay and develop his game more but he had a back condition that wasn't going to get any better so he had to go so he went and got paid and until his played until his back gave out and that was that I mean it sucks but he came to Pingos. He came back to Pingos' degree, so good for him. So you got Taft, Aaron Gray, Blair, and Sam Young, Stephen Adams, Lamar Patterson, and there's other guys that are around. Jamel Artis, I guess he, he has signed his undrafted free agent. He's hovering around. He's in Orlando. He played some games for Orlando this past year. Same like he's on the same team as Ken Birch. Ken played one year. Well, not even barely, barely a few games. Depending, he transferred out. Spent uh, spent two years at UNLV and was it UNLV or was it Mexico? One, it was one or two. Maybe New Max, I think, is what it was. It was somewhere in the Mount, Mountain West he was at. And he did pretty well. I think he averaged a double-double a game, but his, you know, he really wasn't ready to go pro yet. And He took some more bad advice and went, and you know, he was overseas for a bit, and he in a D-League, and now he's in the pros, and he's finding himself, so good for him. I think Brandon, Brandon Knight spent one game, spent one game in the NBA, and that was it. Then he went to, then he went to coaching. I thought Julius Page could have been an NBA player as well, but I believe he got hurt his senior year, and he just wasn't the same. Actually, I think he got hurt his junior year, and he just wasn't. You know, he just never really was fully there his senior his, his last year. But he had so much potential as well. But, you know, Julius played overseas as well. And actually, all, most, pretty much all of them have. You know, I, there was talk about Carl Krauser being drafted, but the guy was 26 years old. I mean, not, not a lot of 26-year-old seniors get drafted. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for pit, pit hoops in the draft. I mean... Of course, when you think of Pitt in the NBA, I mean, obviously Stephen M sticks out. And, of course, there's Billy Knight, and then there's Charles Smith. There's those guys. So, I mean, Billy Knight, obviously, was, you know, Charles Smith actually had, you know, decent, some of decent careers. Although Charles Smith will be known for the, the you know, the, the Bulls and uh, Knicks game where he, uh, all he needed to do was put the ball in the hoop, and he got blocked several times. I think he got blocked by just about everybody on that team. When that happened, but yeah, that's one thing. And Charles Smith will be remembered for, unfortunately. Uh, and then there's Jerome Lane, who uh, you know, he, you know, he played a few seasons and he started off hot, but then he kind of faded. And he played, I think he was out, but by the early '90s, and he played overseas till about 2000. So he was, you know, he, he said he spent some time. Other than that, I'll, I'll, I'll end this podcast here because there's really much to talk about. But I figured I would cover the uh, the hoop side of things. 
Although I could have added women's basketball. I mean, there's Shabonte Zealous, there's Mercedes Walker, and I believe there's one more player as well. But her name escapes me. Is it Kiesel, maybe? Or was it the one that got drafted? One that uh, was the one that transferred. It was one of one of them. But I won't I won't uh, continue on because I'll just show my ignorance, you know, ignorant knowledge of pit women's hoops. So, anyways, guys, have a good weekend. How to pit? Bye.